The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Bright Pearl, the number one retail operating system for e-commerce, multi-channel retail brands, and wholesalers who want to grow fearlessly. Uh, what you should be doing is should be customer support team or your logistics teams keep monitoring every day, have the exception and resolve it for the customers and let the customers know you are taking care of them. Figure out your own on-time rates, how many of your shipments, you're shipping out thousands, but how many of them is are delivered on time? Those customers, if they see those delay problem, exceptions you're not handling, they would just walk away rather than like complain. And if they complain, they probably are not happy. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about optimizing the post-purchase experience you deliver to customers. It's a great episode you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or fourfold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And- Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and, and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Does your fast-growing online retail business stand out from the pack? Have you taken huge growth leaps in the last year? If so, step up and be in the running for Bright Pearl's Lightning 50, the definitive list of the fastest growing online businesses in the UK and US. Head over to brightpearl.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and the 2X e-commerce podcast show, as you know, is dedicated to digital commerce insights for retail and e-commerce teams. Each week on this podcast, we interview an e-commerce expert, a founder of a digital native consumer brand, or representative from a best-in-class commerce SaaS product with a tight remit to give you ideas you can test right away on your brands so that you can improve commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately sales or your gross merchant value, your GMV. We're here to sell you more sustainably, essentially. Now on today's episode, I'm going to just take off my headphones. Um, so on today's episode, 
I um, I was joined, or the one you're about to listen to is an interview. I was joined by um, Alex Chan. Um, he is the co-founder of Aftership. Now, Aftership, um, I remember from my drop shipping days, was like the go-to most robust um, tracking, shipping tracking, um, you know, platform we had, you know, to to kind of track to help customers to attract themselves. It was very much tightly integrated with Shopify. It has evolved to become more the preferred platform for tracking for brands, for D2C brands, just as I have evolved from, you know, the the hacker tester, um, hacker tester, dropshipper to, to more a brand, you know, focused e-commerce individual, I would say. Um, but yeah, it, it is... It, they've got over 10,000 clients, including Amazon, eBay, Harry's, Decathlon, Gymshark. Um, and interestingly, I, I thought they were a bootstrap company. Um, but when you go to their website, it just feels very, you know, um, it feels very VC-y, you know, VC-driven, you know, website. So they're, they're, they're funded. Um, they're, they're, I think they're funded in 2021, April, a Series B from um, Tiger Global to the tune of about $66 million. Um, and they they now have a global team of 250 plus. They have a technical team um, largely based in Asia and then the sales and marketing, I believe is in North America. And um, essentially, you know, um, Andrew is, is, is more in the product and design. He's a co-founder, um, is in the product and, and the, the design, um, you know, side of things for... Um, for, for aftership. So today I wanted to really drill him down on, um, essentially the five core, um, principles from his perspective, like the five core principles you need in your post-purchase experience to, to deliver, um, you know, just ultimate satisfaction to your customers um, within the framework, obviously, of, of order tracking, I still asked him to step out a little bit from that domain, um, and, and he did. And we really talk about customer experience. Um, we talked about international shipping, shipment. Um, really, really, really um, thorough individual in the sense that um, he's able to essentially you know, um, cover a lot of um, you know, basis in, in, in customer experience. Um, what, sh- why should you listen to, to this episode? Well, if you, the reason you should listen to this episode essentially is, um, to, 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 to just better your game, your, your, your customer experience game post, post, um, post purchase, you, you know, that's one reason to, to want to listen to this, um, to understand how to essentially, um, get customers to self-serve their customer, their needs, the, the number one need, you know, so the number one question in, in your, in customer services is where is my order? That's the number one question, you know, customers bang on your doors for. Um, so that Wismore in, 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 in his, um, in Andrew's terms, Wismore, which is where is my order um, question, how to sort of automate that um, and, you know, uh, and then use or deploy, um, customer, 
um, you know, services, resources for, um, you know, more important questions. So that automation bit is like critical and how to sort of go about it. Um, and then other critical bits of how to communicate efficiently with customers, you know, all through that post-purchase, you know, um, experience, you know, how to monitor and resolve, um, you know, issues effectively, um, proactively actually before um, customers actually even ask you that question, for instance, um, what to do with, um, with, um, with emails that have an open rate of about 65%, which is like the tracking emails, right? Um, his take on the functions of um, SMS right now and, you know, just automating the return flow. So there's a lot of automation going on post-purchase, but there is still empathy required post-purchase by your customer service team. So if you look at it from this perspective where you essentially automate some of the um, more monotonous, repetitive task post-purchase or questions that frees up resources to, to really drill down on, um, on questions that can ruin your reputation, that can upset customers, then um, you have a better chance of retaining high customer satisfaction. And yeah, that, these are the reasons why you should listen to this episode. So enjoy this um, episode and I shall catch you on, on the other side. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get going faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Hey, Andrew, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the 2x e-commerce podcast. Very nice to meet you, Fantastic, fantastic. So, um, I I have to be honest. I'm I'm feeling a bit starstruck here because um, if I rewind a few years back, um, I I used AfterShip. It was one of the most robust um, um, tracking. You know, it was like uh, an, a a a carrier agnostic tracking app to Shopify that worked um, and still works actually. And it looks much, much better in a future set. Um, before we jump into after sh- after ship and, you know, just the post purchase customer experience, I- I'd like to find out more about you. You guys have been around for a while. Um, mm. What's the backstory? T- tell us your story and, and how, how after ship came abo- uh, about yeah, so uh, we started back in 2011, well, end of 2011, uh, Teddy, the other co-founder, and I met at a startup event called Startup Weekend. Basically, it's a bunch of people, hackathon, 54 hours, um, that you have to come up with the idea. And then we won the Hong Kong competition, and then we won the global competition. And then that's how we started. But one key thing is my other co-founders, like he 
run has been running online store before we met for almost ten years. So he was the first batch of people on the eBay top seller selling um you know the MP3 MP3 player with USB. So he has、yeah. a pinpoint of like tracking. You know that time back in that time, international shipment takes over three months even for delivery updates. So you can you can imagine all. I mean, if you run an online store, you know, like the, we call it Wismo. Where is my order tickets? Always be the top. <laughs> Imagine you have three months of that period, like people asking you, "Where is my order?" You got to get like crazy and hire tons of people just to answer the same thing. So he built up、uh, this、uh, automatic system to notify the customers proactively and then get them a really good tracking experience and then get them to back to the website and purchase more. Actually, so that's how we started. Yeah, and、um, time flies. The concepts still kind of the same, but we evolved. We got more customers, and now、uh, the team we now have like、um, employees like three hundred seventy-five people, and this、incredible. year it's going to be like six hundred. Yeah, incredible, incredible, incredible. Shopify was founded in two thousand and six, if I'm not mistaken, and it started to really gain traction in like two thousand and thirteen. When you、yeah. guys started in twenty eleven, it was a it was a hackathon, but What did you have an idea? Were you like a platform in itself, a tracking platform for like marketplaces? Given your co-founder's background in in eBay, or、um, we, were you building for Shopify? Because at the time,、mm. if we fast forward to two thousand and eighteen, when I first came across AfterShip,、um, yeah, as in you were, it's it's a deeply integrated,、um, yeah. you know, Shopify app. Yeah, I think back that time, I remember we actually started at Shopify.、Uh, we won the competition and we launched the product、uh, after we met, like、uh, three months after we met on Shopify.、Hmm. So we launched our product on like Amazon,、uh, eBay as well, but for individual store. So we didn't really、uh, we first target really the D two C brands, which no one talked about back in two thousand twelve. It just like Shopify store. Yeah, so we started back then, but only uh till. 2014, and then we,、uh, we launched our API product, and then that got really noticed by all the platforms. So we got like uh, eBay, uh, Wish.com, Etsy, those kind of platforms using our API. So it's a scalable solutions for individual store, no matter what size you are,、uh, to like platforms like Etsy, and they want to integrate with so many different carriers, so we can help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you're based in you're you're tuning in from Toronto, so you're not you're about four hours away from from Ottawa, which is Shopify's headquarters. Is、yeah. is your team based in Canada? Your entire team now, because you said um you know the, the hackathon initially was in Hong Kong. Yeah, so we got the team like the R and D team in Asia. We got the sales team in like North America, including US and、uh, Canada. So it's actually only this year we starting really build up our sales and marketing. In the last ten years, we were just focused on the product and development. So we we the 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 reason I do is just I I'm a product person. I've been using software. I don't like software that charge like tons of money and then not deliver. And then、uh, once you sign a big contract, they don't really improve. I don't want to be those companies. So we envision like after should be the better company in terms of product quality, service,、uh, and offering to our customers. Yeah. So, so what? Wh- how many merchants? I'm I'm just on your you know your site now.、Um, I'm seeing、mm. the, the 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 likes of、um, you know、um, Gymshark. 
um, yep. Kylie, um, you know, c- cosmetics. So, so how many, what, wh- how many merchants do you serve, um, after, yeah. after ship? So we have over uh, 13,000 pay customers and I think in which over a thousand Shopify plus stores and um, definitely the numbers is growing uh, and uh, 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 um, for us like definitely now in, in the past we got lots of platforms like the enterprise grade customers like platforms but we're also getting like enterprise grade customers from uh, from brands as well so Brands like Gymshark or even like some enterprise brands like IKEA, so they will use like aftershifts on the post-purchase experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. super super interesting. Um, let's dig into why you guys exist. Um, so um, there's this transition from shopper to customer, right? Yeah, and and when people become customers some merchants do an amazing job some just drop the ball right (laughs) um so from your perspective what are the principles core first principles merchants listening to this episode should be aware of um Mm. to deliver a best-in-class post-purchase experience to their customers we're not talking shoppers now we're talking to their customers yeah i i I think like for the brands like there are five things that they really need to bear in mind like post-purchase i think first thing is about the, the the tracking experience are you still asking customers to i still see merchants sending the tracking number without a link that's really, really, really bad. Yeah, I still see customers sending a link directly to the carrier website. This is also very bad because the customers expect you to hold the experience from end to end. So the more important now these days, like the basic, is about the brand tracking experience. Like no matter which carrier you use, get the customers like to this landing page, show them the delivery updates, like the delivery time, and uh, uh, the support they need, even the carrier phone number. But together. Like show some marketing asset, like even Instagram feed or like your 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 newest like promotion or product recommendation, getting them back to your store. Uh, I always say like this kind of experience is kind of like why Apple will place an advertisement on the street. The more you see about the brands after purchase, the more they recognize you. So that's first thing. The second thing is about the proactive notification, sending the customers. It's like Amazon, like that's what they're doing. Email, SMS, or the method the customer choose, get them updates about the delivery. So fail attempt, the customer is not at home. Tell the customer proactively, hey, you got to be like arranging delivery. Otherwise, it will send back to me, send back to the, the shipper. So making sure that they, they get the message and increase your delivery rates. But of course, at the same time, get like some product recommendation that the customers may be interested in. The third thing is about monitoring the shipments proactively about like finding exceptions before the customers realize. Like uh, we see common problems, exceptions, like incorrect address. So uh, many of the merchants don't even realize it. They only realize when the customers complain. So this is a very bad if like you just let the customers to, 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 to do that job. Uh, what you should be doing is should be customer support team or your logistics teams keep monitoring every day, kind of the exception and resolve it for the customers and let the customers know you are taking care of them. 
And the fourth thing, which many people probably don't have, is called the on-time report. Figure out your own on-time rates. How many of your shipments you're shipping out thousand, but how many of them is are delivered on time? So you tell the customer three days, five days, but how many of them are late or on time or early? Having that information can help you uh, improve your experience after purchase. And the last thing, the fifth thing, is uh, the automated return and exchange flow. Uh, telling customers that go here and you can do it by yourself, no question asked. And having a simple flow like that can increase, uh, I mean, increase the uh, exchange rate rather than the refund rate and also lower your return cost as well. I love that. I love that. Um, we're going to cover all, th- all five of them. Um, yeah. from, from my notes, it's, it's like, you know, control the experience, you know, just make yeah. your own brand communicate effectively, you know, whatever, whether it's, um, through notifications, whether it's, um, you know, through SMS email, just communicate at every step of the journey. Um, and then when issues be proactive with issue resolution. And then number four is just on-time reporting. Um, so just ensuring that, you know, how many of your, how many just understanding the percentage of, of, um, deliverables that, that of your, of shipments that, that were delivered on time. And then finally, um, automation, further automation of, you know, return flow. Um, yeah. So post-purchase, um, Mm. you know, a lot of resources, particularly customer services are, um, allocated, you know, customer service agents are allocated to serving customers, um, yeah. post-purchase when issues occur. Um, as you, you alluded to the, the Wismo, which I love that I'm stealing that from you. Where is my order effect yeah. is in many, many cases, the number one, if you've not taken care of is the number one question people ask. Um, and, and then, um, obviously the, the plethora of other questions of other, you know, sort of questions, um, they, they, they'd want to ask, but many categories, they, they sort of fit a category depending on your, your, um, your vertical. I guess my question is more, um, more to do with, with, um, direct to consumer e-commerce brands, um, what are you seeing, um, how are they structuring their customer services? Um, you know, department optimally to to just ensure better returning customers, better customer satisfaction that brings, you know, um, better retention long-term? Yeah, I think for, I mean, as you mentioned, the customer support like cost is so, is actually quite high for many D2C brands. They really try to minimize it, but also provide a great experience. So I think choosing the right uh, customer support portal um, that can deeply integrate it with your shopping cart system is the first step, to be honest. And then uh, the other thing is like uh, use solutions like Aftership that can show the information, the delivery updates directly within the portal, enabling your agents to answer and resolve the ticket faster. Imagine like customer asks, hey, where's my order? And you, your your customer is supposed to say, well, uh, you can go to check your KW website and then you can check your tracking number in your email. If you were the customers, you're probably like quite pissed, right? So you want to say, hey, uh, we see there's a problem, there's exceptions, we are handling it. Sorry about that, we are already resolving it and here's the updates. So it's already a big contrast, you know, to to take it really proactively versus like reactively. Even reactively, having the information right next to you when you answer a ticket to resolve it faster 
can help you reduce the uh, uh, the tickets amount and resolution time as well. So I I, I think like for for if you talk about like uh, where's the order, like having that you know uh, deeply integrated with your customer support portal and choose the right portal is key. The second thing is about the um, the tracking experience. If you about the hey, where's the order? Do you allow the customers like go to a page that can order, enter like order number and email or even the, just a tracking number to see the status? Or they can always refer to your email and then one click and then see the information directly rather than like do so many different steps, right? And um, that's something I would say like immediately reducing is the reason some customers, I mean, customers these days are very smart. They, are, they know how to click and do this. The problem is the merchants don't have the information connected and then really provide the, the means for the consumers. And that's why they reach out. Yeah. Up, you don't up. see customers asking Amazon that, right? So they, they see, true. like, why should I ask, right? Unless it's stolen or lost. Yeah. Mm, that's true. That That is very, very, very true. Um, and, and that's deep integration. And, and uh, speaking to... Um, to Felipe Rose from um, from Gorgeous, um, you know, customer service um, platform for for Shopify. And one of the yeah. things they they talk about is automation. Um, you know, yep. key automation, and so automating the where is my order, um, just training the the they're already pre-configured right um to connect with a service like aftership to to just reveal the order starts to you know make sense and it, it it sort of takes up less customer support resources because that bit has been automated and then they can ask as you said more difficult questions if like an order has been stolen or um if um you know they size or there's a damage or what have you which which makes yeah. more sense Okay, right. Um, so going into the five principles you talked about, which is you know controlling the experience. Um, and so you know, I I I I'm, I'm trying to query my the the status of my goods as a customer. Yeah. One thing one thing that Shopify, you know, I can't I can't really fault the platform for is <laughs> the way it. It, it integrates um, with tracking information. So when you install, you know, an app like Aftership, how within the Shopify ecosystem, so while you click, you know, while you click track my order, you're taken to the merchant's website yeah. and um, all depending on how, what app you've, you've installed and, you know, the configuration, you see the tracking information on site. Um, you mentioned something that, about it being an opportunity to control the experience. Um, how? What are the things? What are the key things that should be on that landing page, the tracking landing page, which is on your domain? Um, should you have a customer services, you know, chat box there, or should it just focus on on one thing, which is which is tracking information? I think before the you can always put chatbots like everywhere, but it's not. Is it really the best? Best maybe not really. It's more on really get the well let the customers to find out to somewhere to contact. But once they read the information, is key. The first thing is really get the right information out. So we one thing we AfterShip does is like supporting over nine hundred plus carriers. So regardless which carrier you use, we unify the data. So whether it's a shipment is like in transit, out for delivery, delivered exception, you know. 
having something simple immediately to let the customer know the status, rather than like get the customers to read something the carriers write, which is sometimes don't know how to read it. You know, is a basic. And the second thing, showing a, a more reliable estimated delivery date is also crucial. Uh, whether it's reverting like the carrier's delivery date, or um, I mean, for us, like we help some merchants to estimate a more accurate delivery date is also very key. So I think that that's a really the basic basic thing for tracking the shipments. And once you have done all these things, then you can talk about engagement, about marketing assets. You know, uh, what kind of uh, uh, promotion and that you are doing? What's a new product? Uh, even for some of you are selling subscription model, let's say you're buying something one-off for that particular customers and you want to encourage them to do the subscription, right? Can you do that? So having a dedicated tracking page just to targeting like people selling one-off and then get them to subscribe um, to uh, more more product, like more orders, right? So there's something that uh, you can think of if your tracking experience is uh, proper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does, how does Aftership sort of consolidate um, all of, you know, all, all the shipping. I know it's proprietary, but like, you know, how, how do you sort of know there's so many, you know, um, carriers out there and how, how do you sort of sync with their accuracy? And when you, how do you spot inaccuracies? I'm, I'm sure that it's like a two-way thing where um, if yeah. you're seeing patterns on, you know, DHL messing up, I'm not saying that DHL actually messes up, but if you're seeing patterns there, you could feed back to them and say, hey, you know, um, we're noticing, you know, s- some some issues. We actually need to work closely with the carriers one by one. You know, there's no magic ways to for the integration. Integration is kind of like, for us, like working closely with the carriers, of course, with the help of the customer introductions, like they want us to onboard certain carriers. So every week we onboard like a few new carriers every week as well. So you thought like 900 is a lot, but we still having new ones as well. So having, you know, uh, carrier integrations, a proper process in place internally uh, from onboarding a new carriers to maintaining the carriers. And example for maintaining carriers, like carriers suddenly have a new status right? Suddenly you have a new status that is for, I think, maybe weather or COVID or something, right? Mm. And then we need to handle it. So we have a monitoring system to monitor if there's a new status come out. And then we will do, uh, well, internally, we will have the kind of the AI to map thing first, but we also involve human to map the status to uh, not only seven statuses, like in transit, alpha del- delivery, etc., but we have sub-statuses that over, uh, I think, 40 Four zero uh, substatuses that we we have, uh, so that we can break down the the status into more granular level, which is very important for support. You know, uh, exception due to one reason is very different from the other reason. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So so you've standardized this the statuses, but human still needs to map how the carrier actually defines its status with your status, so everything is unified and consistent. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly 500 billion by 2025. As a fast growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. 
Recharge is the leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen the brand relationships with your customers and make it easy for customers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with a subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Okay, so second point is communicate efficiently, you know, um, or effectively. Um, So um, is... Is SMS um, a a critical channel now for um, yeah. for, for tracking? Um, what what trends are you seeing? Um, how should merchants sort of maximize co- you know communication that makes it so, shall I say, um, receptive for um, you know their customers to say, okay, these guys are doing a great job. Yeah, I think like for SMS, definitely like higher and higher adoptions rates from what we see. And uh, for email, it just continues. Uh, I mean, it still continues to be the main like channel. Uh, one thing about the email open rate, we see uh, over sixty-five percent of the open rates for the delivery of these emails. So it's a crazy high compared to the email marketing type of uh, notification. So it's very crucial. They really means that like customers care, and then they want to see. And then twenty, I think twenty-five percent of them like click the. Um, the email as well. So people want to really see the updates, the details. And then, mm-hmm. of course, like in which they will see the page and then they will engage more and see about your your, your brand recognition. So I would say uh, uh, definitely email for sure. SMS is, of course, like if you have the budget and then if you want to do more proactive, uh, of course, you can also let the customer to choose if they want to do the SMS later on. You can also do so with us. And But we see that, like some channels for like WhatsApp 
is increasing for some countries. And um, but other channels we're still observing. Uh, we we see some other channels are still trying, but uh, definitely uh, email, SMS, and uh, uh, WhatsApp. Yeah, super super interesting. And then um, uh, at checkout, I guess the opt in for 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 SMS or um, mm. you know WhatsApp is should be there. And I'm thinking that you need to sort of um, you know let them know that they're they they're getting you know shipping updates you know um via sms and and the opt-in goes higher i guess yeah in, indeed and one thing is i actually for because uh the shipping notification is considered as transactional so it, mm. uh, meaning the customers don't really need to subscribe it and by default you can let them and then let them unsubscribe if you want to so mm. that's a little bit different from the marketing yeah notification mm. Mm, mm, mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, so 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 that and 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 then you 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 mentioned the fact that um you know you're you're seeing sixty eight percent open rates in email. Um, there's a lot more real estate in email than the other two channels we mentioned, WhatsApp and SMS. Is that an upsell opportunity, or do you just are you just still informing, you know them? Yeah. Uh, it's actually 65% open rate. So we, we do see the brands like having some uh, marketing, but not really hard selling marketing. So that's kind of like introducing like just the product uh, uh, recommendation, something you may like. I think it's okay, but you don't want to be too salesy or in, on, on this kind of transactional emails. So that uh, we do see the brands like definitely find a way, you know, even get back to the store and then just to show the logo and then clickable. Come back to the store. Yeah, mm. it's something basic that you want to let the customer know that, uh, hey, you can come back to the store and uh, and, and shop more. Interesting, interesting. Okay, um, so next point is, you know, monitor and resolve. Um, so, you know, the customer service teams have a lot on their plate, as you can imagine, yeah. they're firefighting. Um, why would they be looking for problems or um, are they alert systems um, yeah. that would let them know that, hey, there's a pending problem. This this status has been like this yeah. for, for, for longer than it should. Yeah. Attend to it, check it. Yeah. So uh, for month, you, you get it right. Like there's so many problems, right? How do you do it? So uh, for example, we you can set really customized uh, alert in, inside our system because each merchants are different. So for example, you can say if the, the status stuck in, let's say, uh, unfulfilled, not even fulfilled or stuck in exceptions for a certain time period and then email to your support team and then create a ticket. So you can do that within our system. And of course, the other way we have the dashboard, you can do the a really granular level uh, filtering and then find out those problems and then resolve it one by one. So it depends on your uh, um, your, your operation team so you can, and how big it is. They can do different things. And of course, you can create a subset of the shipments. Let's say you have a tag in Shopify. It's like VIP, right? You just want to notify the VIP customers and then just to look at those VIP, you can do so as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, But definitely prioritize to those customers that are important and high value first and then go from top down. Uh, if you... If the merchants haven't really looked at the VIP customers, whether they deliver on time or having any exceptions or deliver it properly, successfully, I really highly recommend start doing it. You will be surprised how much uh, money you saved. Hmm. The retained customers like contribute 20% of, uh, we call it loyal customers, contribute 80% 
of the revenue. Yeah. So yeah, definitely you don't want to lose it. And because those customers, if they see those delay problem, exceptions you're not handling, they would just walk away rather than like complain. And if they complain, they probably are not happy. Yeah. So so see, see your team can do something proactively. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Thanks for that. And then the fourth point you, you mentioned was delivery, div- deliverability reports, which is like, you know, um, uh, you know, how many or what percentage of um, our deliveries actually got, got to our customers on time. Mm. Um, it's, you know, how, when do you start really looking at this data and what do you do about the data? Yeah, so I think the one key metrics that uh, we help the merchants monitor is called on-time rates. Mm-hmm. So on-time rates referring like 100 uh, shipments you have, how many of them are delivered on time or early? So you want to aim for like 80, 80% of those shipments that are on time or early. Definitely not late, right? So um, that's something basic that you want to look at. And then you want to see how many of them are really late and how late they are. And you then you want to get into the granular level and then see, okay, those are really, really late. But why? Is it this carrier, this service type, and then this uh, uh, shipping to this country or states having issue? Then you can think about two things. One is to change your carrier uh, mix or carrier strategy, carrier service strategy, uh, upgrade the service, or the second thing you can do is to tell the customers a more realistic uh, estimated delivery date at the checkout or before the checkout. So setting up the right estimation, you know, uh, uh, even give them alert, hey, uh, this is really unstable during COVID time, uh, hope you understand it, and really set the expectations rather than just not doing anything. I think that's something that's key uh, with this report that they can do the actions about. Very, very handy. Thanks for that. And then um, number five really is um, automated return flows. Um, So, um, you know, returns are, uh, could be an issue, particularly in fashion e-commerce. what what what's your advice you know around the automation that that there are actually some you know dedicated Shopify apps for for for, for automated returns. Um, what what are the net benefits, um, particularly to customer experience first, and then the bottom line um, second. Yeah, uh, we ask like the customers what kind of things frustrated them when they're doing online shopping, and one key thing is really the complex return process. It's just like make customers like feel angry like no not angry it's just kind of like do i want to come back to you if the return is such pain in the ass like yeah i get the money back do i want to uh, uh buy again imagine you have a very smooth process during the process uh, just in a few clicks they can even do the exchange what it means like not only the customer is happy they don't even refund it they choose to exchange your product instead so having really an automated flow uh, uh, is very crucial to uh, make the customers like coming back to purchase again. And in the past, like the the standard re, uh, exchange or return process is like uh, email customer support and a customer support like let me generate a shipping label and then let me wait let me wait for a bit and da da da. But what is the new process is like creating a page allowing the consumers that no question asked you can come here just a few clicks you can generate a label. And then there's one key step is to uh, ask the customer, hey, do you want to exchange to another item? 
first. You don't want to、mm. ask them for refund first. Like, do you want to exchange to other color? You know,、uh, other size, or do you want to go to uh, uh, exchange to more items? And if they choose to exchange for more items, you may want to encourage them to, for like extra coupon,、uh, extra credit, so that they choose exchange over refund. So those simple things like make customer happy and then also capture the、uh, lost revenue for the merchants as well. And the other, and what we used to do was also um, um, exchange for coupons. You know, just pure、yeah. out coupons. You know, so you, you know, the only way they could use a coupon <laughs> to be on site, right? Yeah, which which helps. <laughs> It does help It does. and give them a bit more more credits really to to shop. Right. Okay. So, so all five points,、um, you know, drilled out.、Um, th- there was a question I wanted to ask in regards to、um, international shipping,、um, and, and the reason why is、um, I am、um, not even speaking in the context of dropshipping because we don't talk about dropshipping in this、um, on this podcast. We we predominantly talk about like digital, you know,、um, D to C e commerce brands. But Gymshark is on your is is your is is, is your is on your customers on your website. Your customer, you know,、um, is is one of your customers.、Um, they, due to the nature of their business,、um, they ship to as far out as Australia from the UK.、Um, they, I think, from from a documentary I was watching,、um, they use DHL. I mean, their their fulfillment center is just an hour from me. Right, <laughs>、um, it, it's very, very fascinating, and that's because they're not selling anything clunky. You know, the 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 you know、um, a a pack is most most of their packages are under one kilo. You know, for people who shop reasonably, right?、Um, so, for businesses, for shop, for for listeners, operators listening to this podcast now that are in that similar、um, position with Gymshark, where Their products are not too bulky.、Um, they're very concerned about customer service. They've selected the right carriers.、Um, what should they kind of like expect、um, when they sort of automate? Or, you know, what tips do you have for them in 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 terms of like you know post purchase experience? Particularly speaking to. This tracking automation that you guys, you know, do, you know, because it, it's at scale for for Gymshark. Obviously, Gymshark is an outlier there, but but you know, there there's some brands, you know, that that are shipping or thinking about shipping internationally because there's no real barrier besides、yeah. tax. You know,、um, what tips do you have for for them? Yeah, I think for multi-country, like first, like、um, the carrier support, you know, like、uh, you ship, like sometimes you may not just use one carrier. So、like, even Gymshark, they're not using single carriers. Like everyone's like use multi-carriers when you grow bigger.、Mm-hmm. So having a vendors that can support like your your growth. Uh, whether which country or which carrier, I think is something that is important. The second thing is about the post-purchase experience. Like it comes to multiple languages, so. Uh, reaching the customers with like the right language, you know, right email with the right language, yeah, user experience, you know, this kind of thing is like really, really basic for、uh, when you scale it,、uh, because your team won't be, you may not expand to a big team, so you really need the system that can support multi language and then multi carriers、uh, when you scale and then change when your your strategy change as well, like increase in new country, new language. Or new carrier, these kind of things that you should consider. And、uh, I would say the post purchase experience is kind of like shopping. It's actually quite universal. 
you buy something, you click the button, you get shipped, and then you get notified. You want to see visibility. Those things won't change. The the things change is really um, your 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 the language and then the the carrier. Yeah, I would yeah. say. So yeah. like focus on those. Yeah. Incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Andrew, we, we, we can go on and on and on and on. Um, this is the, 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 this is the tail end of, 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 of this conversation, which I, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed. Um, your, your very wise experience. I mean, you guys have been doing this for, for a long time, a very <laughs> long time. Um, so, 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 so we, we come to our evergreen, you know, rapid fire question section, yeah. um, you know, section of the show. I'm going to ask you about five, six questions. And if you could use a single sentence to, to answer them, it'd be brilliant. Yeah, sounds good. Right. What advice would you give to yourself five years ago? Uh, five years ago, like hire smart, like fire fast. Um, hire the A-grade people. Just don't think too much. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Are you a morning person? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I love mornings. Yeah, I prefer wake up and exercise. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a daily morning routine? Yeah. Uh wake up like six forty five and then gym seven and then uh, finish gym eight and then get to first call like eight fifteen, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then get the, the momentum going. And clean up email by eleven. Clean up yeah. email by eleven. Okay, fantastic. Um what book are you currently reading or listening to? I, I'm actually not listening to anything right now. Uh, but before I, I read a book called like Who? Like Hiring A-grade People. So mm. uh, there's a book of about hiring uh, a strategy, a, process, a dedicated process to hire A-grade people. I really recommend mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Dedicated process to hiring. We'll, we'll definitely yeah. link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, final question is, um, what has been your best mistake to date by that, I mean a setback that has given you the biggest feedback. Yeah, uh, I think the the big mistake, I won't say, if, if you look at my career, I keep changing my job at the very early beginning. So I, I would say kind of mistake, I kind of like, hey, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I like. So I, I did IT consulting. I, I, I launched a sex toy shop online. I worked as a PR. I, I, I did a, a pay marketing uh, a strategy, mm-hmm. uh, random things. So I would say the mistakes which uh, I, I, I kind of, I won't say avoid it, but I actually like it in some way so it helps me to do what I am right now yeah. um, so I would say uh, the mistakes I enjoy so far all the mistakes help me learn I think the key thing for me is not to make the same mistakes again that's it mm, yeah. Mm, mm. yeah Andrew it's been a pleasure pleasure having you on the 2x e-commerce podcast show for those people who want to find out more about aftership it's aftership.com um are you active on any social media platforms i'm very active on linkedin um okay. so yeah definitely like reach out to linkedin uh, we'll, we'll- We'll, yeah. we'll link. We'll link to you on on LinkedIn. I'll probably also send you. I, I will send you a, a a connection request. Andrew Chen yeah. from AfterShip. A pleasure having you on Two X Commerce Podcast. Cheers. Thanks so much. Cheers. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X E-Commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X E-Commerce listeners on our Facebook group, E-Commerce Growth Accelerator Mastermind. 
Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.